Arizona Sports, the local sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. Halfway home on this Thursday afternoon here on the Burns and Gambo show, so let's get you caught up on everything that's been going on in the world of sports today, good, bad, indifferent, we've had a little mixture of all of it today, our first unfortunate top story of the day today is this. The final seconds tick away, and the final score here tonight, 125 to 98. The Boston Celtics continue their winning ways. Celtics get the win. Humiliated two games in a row. Um, You don't expect that from this Phoenix Suns team. They just didn't even compete last night, which is extremely frustrating. Just didn't even compete. Monty pulled the bench. Five five minutes left in the third quarter said, okay, this game's over. We're done. Yeah, you usually, we have become so accustomed. If they're going to lose like they did against Dallas, we are so accustomed to seeing them respond to that, improve off of that, react to that. Man, we didn't get any of that last night. They retreated last night instead of advancing. And then New Orleans coming up. Number one seen in the West right now. Now, Pelicans head coach Willie Green has announced already forwards Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones are out for tomorrow's matchup. But they do have back-to-back games against the Pelicans, and they're both in New Orleans. One on Friday, one on Sunday. So once again, we're in this position, Gambo, of seeing how do the Suns respond to that level of humiliation. Even Devin Booker said last night after the game, said, look, usually I'm about kind of flushing these things, but we need to spend some time like reflecting a little bit. It's a long play plane ride to New Orleans. We need to think about what's gone wrong these last two games because it's it's it was awful. It was absolutely awful. No, it was brutal. And, uh, and I, I love those back to backs when you're you know back to back when you're playing two games in in one city. I like that. So you'll get two against New Orleans by Monday. After 294 days, the United States and Russia have agreed on a prisoner swap, bringing home Mercury Center and two-time Olympic gold medalist Brittany Griner. Here's the commissioner of the WNBA, Kathy Engelbert. Grateful to the administration the State Department. I was personally emotional at today's events because you never know until the end. These are geopolitically complex times and the moment, and so I'm overjoyed. And let's not forget BG's fellow WNBA players, too. They advocated every day for her and the whole women's basketball ecosystem. Really grateful today. It's a great day. We look forward to BG having her time and space and recovering from this whole awful ordeal. Yeah, listen, it comes at a at a real heavy price, you know, having to give up uh, Victor Bout, the Russian arms dealer. And uh, but you know, listen, that punishment for Brittany Griner, probably you know, in th- in this country, that that doesn't fit that you be prison for that long. And but in Russia, it does. There was definitely a price to pay. She committed a crime. She it just seemed like it was an absurd amount of time that they wanted to keep her in jail. Look, we're all happy that she's home. And uh, that's it, that's great news. It's just, you know, now, you know, you, you, you hope that she could get on with her life. You hope that there wasn't any damage done for the nine months, ten months that she was there. And she can get back to her life, whatever she decides to do. Whatever, you know, with her wife, with her WNBA, whatever she decides to do, you hope she can be happy doing that. I was thinking about that, too, the trauma she must have gone through and how do you get over something like that. It's interesting. CBS News was the first to report on this. They actually learned last Thursday that a grinder for Victor Bout swap was in the offing. The White House asked them to not report it because they were worried that by reporting it, it would have blown it up. 
and it would have ceased for it to happen. Really? Yeah, so CBS said, we we actually have known about this for about a week, and the, the White House specifically asked us not to report it because it was so fragile that if we had, it might have stopped it from happening. So that is certainly the good news from the WNBA and the NBA and all of basketball. We heard from Zach Ertz today. He gave us a little more information on his season-ending knee injury, and it sounds like it was a bad one. Yeah, it was uh, ACL, MCL. Um, we didn't know exactly. We didn't think the ACL was involved early on. And then it just, it was partially torn and it wouldn't have lasted uh, long term. So we had to go in and get both done. And I'm glad it's behind me now. I would, I would have hated to, hey, let's see if it can hold up long term. And then we regret that decision in the year. So now once, once I get fully healthy and ready to go, I'll be back to myself. ACL and MCL. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, it was nasty. Did he mention how long the recovery is going to be? I don't know if he did or not. Eric, do you know if he mentioned anything specifically? He said the plans to be back by week one, and then he was asked if he was going to come to training camp. He's like, I got to see how I feel before that. So, So not sure. sure. That's a long recovery. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's a long recovery. Cardinals' first injury report of the week, which is normal given that they're playing on Monday night football and not on a typical Sunday. Uh, The guys who didn't practice, uh, Rashad Coward, DeAndre Hopkins with an illness, Rondale Moore with a groin, Byron Murphy Jr. with a back injury. Uh, Tristan Hill and Charles Washington were limited. Greg Dortch practiced in full with a thumb injury. Give it up to Bobby Hurley and ASU men's basketball. They wow. are rolling right now. And now a steal by Frankie Collins. Collins over to Des Cambridge. Cambridge from downtown. Bullseye! Oh, doctor! How about this comeback by Arizona State? They were down 33-28 at halftime. ASU outscored SMU 47-24 in the second half. They're now 9-1 on the season, Gambo. Listen, we talk about transfer portals all the time, and four of their starters are transfers. Like, you know, talking to Bobby Early's doing an amazing job. The 9-1 start, ASU, ASU has had at least nine wins in its first 10, uh, 10 games. This is just the fifth time in the past 48 years that they've done it. So a tremendous win over SMU. They're in really good good shape right now to play well, get to the NCAA tournament without trying to be in a play-in game or anything like that. So Bobby Hurley doing a terrific job and really taking advantage, getting some really good Division One players, all Division One players that transferred into ASU. In other ASU news, and this was something that you hinted at on your Twitter account this morning, tight end Jalen Connor, Conyers announced his return to ASU today after teasing some transfer portal news yesterday. Yeah, I was able to, uh, co- you know, this morning say that I would expect that this information from what I am hearing is that Jalen is staying at ASU. I put that out there this morning at about 7.20. He tweeted a few hours later that he is staying at ASU. That's good news. He was playing really good football down the stretch for the Sun Devils. But the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. Sun Devils starting center Ben Scott did enter the transfer portal, so we'll see where he ends up. Earlier today, Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov spoke to our buddy John Wilner, and he commented on Deion Sanders' impact. Quote, he absolutely adds value when it comes to the media rights, close quote. Klyovkov suggesting they were holding off on their TV deal because he knew that Deion Sanders' hire was was coming, and he believes that Deion Sanders being a coach in the Pac-12 means more money for the Pac-12 when it comes to their media rights. Interesting. Yes. You would think Colorado's Colorado. It's only a certain size TV market, but having a big-name coach like that? Maybe there's the belief that he's really going to get that program rolling and bring in great players and it will add value to the conference. Are people tuning in to watch Dion coach? 
I think that becomes the question. And if, if so, win. what's the monetary value of that in a media rights deal? Don't know the answer to that question. Former Cowboys coach Jason Garrett and Sacramento State coach Troy Taylor are among the finalists for the Stanford head coaching job, according to Pete Thamel. It'll be interesting to see if Jason Garrett got that gig. Yeah, he's been out of uh, coaching for a little bit. Last served as the Giants off- offensive coordinator for uh, 2020 and 21. Then he was a broadcaster for Notre Dame football games. Yep, Coyotes finally done with their 14-game road trip. Boy, they ended it on a rough note last night. They, the Suns weren't the only ones who had a rough night. Eight to two loss to the Edmonton Oilers for the Coyotes. They are back home, back at the Mullet Arena tomorrow for the first time in a month as they're hosting the Boston Bruins. And I'll tell you this right now. Here's a little nugget. Keep your eye on the L.A. Kings and a possible Jacob Chikrin deal. Mm. Keep your eye. A lot of interest right now. But keep your eye on the Los Angeles Kings as a possible destination and a trade for Jacob Chikrin. We talked about it earlier. Xander Bogarts to the Padres, 11 years, $280 million. Outfielder Masataka Yoshida and the Boston Red Sox agreeing on a five-year, $90 million contract. That has not stopped Red Sox fans from being very upset that the Red Sox are letting Xander Bogarts walk away. Their fans have not been happy with the management of that baseball team for the last couple of years. When when you're a big market team and you lose somebody like that, it's like, wait, you've got the money. Yes. Like, you've got the money. Same thing with Mookie Betts a couple of years ago and trading him to the Dodgers. It's like, wait a minute, you're the Boston Red Sox. You can't afford that? Right. Yeah. Thursday Night Football tonight in the NFL, the Rams versus the Raiders. Is Baker playing? Haven't heard officially yet, but there's there's a belief that he could. Is Baker, makes that game more interesting. Like, I would watch it if he plays. It sure does. And the Falcons have benched Marcus Mariota. Of course they have. They're going to go with Desmond Ritter, the rookie quarterback out of Cincinnati. That includes a game that they'll play against the Arizona Cardinals in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you know why they benched Marcus Mariota? Because he sucks? Because he sucks. Oh, okay. Well, I just thought that was a trick like, question. No, no, it's just he sucks. Oh. Marcus Mariota's terrible. So, like, that's why they benched him. He's no good. There's no trick question there. I was no, surprised. he's just, he's terrible.